Hey there, Mike. Hello. We're back with Julio again. We are. Following up to uh, the last episode uh, where uh, we uh, talked to uh, Mr. Julio Ojeda Zapata. Hello. Uh, about, uh, you know, Google Plus and Facebook and Twitter. Oh, my. It's, you know, it's just exploding social networks around here. Um, much kind of uh, different than the direction I've been going. Um, and, I just want to follow up before we jump into how you're managing all this stuff. <clears throat> yes, I almost said crap. I'm glad I didn't. Um, I really want to. Uh, yeah, I want to say okay. So, I had a revelation on Monday as to kind of your your as we discussed last episode. You're you're to use a poker metaphor. You're going all in. All you're in. putting all your chips on the table when, when it comes to social networking. Facebook, Google+, Twitter, you've got the tripod, you're doing it all, right? Um, and you think you've got a pretty good hand and you're playing it. And that's great. All, all the power to you, right? I think my hand's pretty good, too. You know, but here's, here's the thing. I'm actually... Uh, I'm, I'm doubling down on email. That's, that's, that's what it is. I'm doubling down on email. I had a revelation about this uh, on Monday, and and it, it dawned on me that that there are that there are certain things I, I really uh, enjoy and appreciate about email. Um, in the same way that uh, you're having these wonderful, engaging conversations um, on Google Plus and. You know, Facebook to some extent, and Twitter, um, and you know, I, I've had some of those too. I've found that recently, the conversations uh, that I've been having via email, um, and to some extent via I, I am I chat, um, are also very compelling um, and very fulfilling to me. But even more so, they're private by default. And I realized, actually, in talking about uh, with somebody about Steve Jobs and uh, and how in uh, philanthropy and how uh, we all know about you know Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, they're giving away all their money before they die, and they're you know they're they're getting rid of it all, and they're going to only leave ten bucks to their kids, and their kids are fine with that because they understand how important it is to give, 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 give. And that you didn't hear anything about Steve Jobs giving. Until now, recently, you've started to hear, you know, folks like the product Red Guy go, oh, man, you know, we'd be, you know, you know, we'd be in the tank without Steve Jobs' guidance and contributions and, you know, both, both, you know, personal and monetary and that, you know, that he, he gave prolifically. Um, he was a he was a private man. I mean, and, and so mm-hmm. he's going to be as private about something like um, financial, like you know, so sort of, sort of giving away money as he would be everything else in his life, I guess. Right, but I, I would I I would also like to think that part of that too is that <clears throat> true charity, uh, uh, true charity comes without personal. Um, I wish I should say without other outside reward for mm-hmm. doing so, right? That uh, that charity, when done in that sense, 
Your reward is completely personal. It's the feeling that it gives you inside and that no one has to know that you're, that you've given or that you're giving, you know, and, and that, uh, and that to me that there's a certain nobility to that. There's a certain honor to that. Not knocking, you know, people who publicly give lots of money and things like that. And that's great. That's fine. That's wonderful. <clears throat> but I, I, I think that, um, you know, when you do that, you naturally get a certain amount of, of personal public praise from people. Wow, isn't it great that Warren Buffett is giving away his entire fortune before he dies, or Bill Gates is giving away most of it, or what have you? Isn't that fantastic? And, oh, you know, we should be like that. You know, but uh, I, and I, I think that there's something to be said for um, that kind of private by default uh, giving. That said, I'm simply using that as a metaphor as to why, why email has become. I, I'm I'm falling back in love with it, and it is that idea of. Quite frankly, you know, you know, people will ask me a question or will you know say, "Wow, I think what you're doing in Minimal Mac is great," or what have you, on Twitter or whatever. I'm very very thankful for that. But when someone takes the time to sit down and compose a long email to tell me how much the work that I'm doing or what they read in my book or something I said meant to them privately, I mean, it's the difference between announcing in the middle of the bar, hey, look at Julio here. He's such a great guy. Everyone give him a hand, you know, to me just pulling aside and saying, Julio, what you know, your friendship means a lot to me, and I really appreciate your your being in my life and being willing to share your life with me. And that's, um, you know, and, and so that's that's my driving force. And I just want to make that very clear because I think a lot of people kind of walked away from, and uh, you're you're you included, Michael, kind of <laughs> walk walked away from, you know, some of my thoughts about Twitter and Facebook and privacy and all this stuff with the idea of. Of uh, you know that was just kind of poo-pooing it, but in fact, it's I think it's a little bit deeper than that. I think it's you know it's kind of how I how I prefer to to have to have these conversations, and I'd like to have lots more of them privately. Patrick at patrickrone.com. Anyone is welcome to use it. <clears throat> and that, that's a, that's a really good point. When I'm on social media, almost 100 percent of the time I'm in, pu- in public mode. Mm-hmm. Like on Google Plus, for instance, you can create circles for s- certain groups of people and then just send stuff to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that I very rarely do that on Twitter, right. on Facebook, on right. Google Plus. I'm public, 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 almost 100 percent of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I want to have a, a fulfilling conversation of a, of a private nature, right. I'll just automatically, just like you, I'll just automatically default back to email. Yeah. Like, for yeah. instance, I have very good friends that have absolutely no use for social media whatsoever. Right. So I obviously can't do anything on Google Plus or Facebook with those people. It's right. email. Yeah. I, my one of one very, very good friends here here in St. Paul, we uh, we don't see each other as much as we'd like because we're very busy with our families, but we have very, you know, fulfilling exchanges on email. Right, right. And those, uh, and those are messages that I take great care to save. Yeah. Um, because um, they'll have value for me in the future. I can yeah. look go, look back at them. So now that we've kind of laid all that out there, I want to get back to the tools. Um, I want to I want to understand because uh, me personally, I think trying to manage all that you do 
mm-hmm. would drive me bonkers without the right tools. <laughs> and you obviously have found have found tools that work very well for you. And I'm a that. social media tool addict. <laughs> <laughs> so so what you, what's resonating with you? What's what's changing your game and allowing you to keep up in the way that you do? Well, I'll kick I'll kick off this discussion with uh, with you know one moment in time. I was at uh, I was at Chili's with eat, eating with my family, and my wife has a rule when you know when you're having a family meal, you put the damn iPhone away. <laughs> Throw it away. Don't look at it. I've been known to sneak off to the bathroom to the like, But um, you know, we were having this meal, this iPhoneless meal, so the iPhone was put away. And as a result, uh, um, I was about ninety minutes delayed in finding out that Steve Jobs had died. Mm. And I found this out in the car because you know when my wife, my wife is usually the one who's driving and I'm I'm riding shotgun. I'm usually mm. my nose is buried in my iPhone and I'm checking my Twitter and that's when I found out how Steve Jobs had died. And I went on a retweeting frenzy. I keep seeing I kept seeing these tweets um, that were that said things about Steve Jobs that I. I just had to share, and so I was. I, I must have retweeted forty times during that car ride. Yeah. And um. And this sort of leads me to tell you what app I was using to do that. Hmm. I've had a, a, an epiphany, a recent epiphany, uh, regarding Tweetbot. Congratulations. Uh, Tweetbot. I, I had had never been sold on Tweetbot, but it suddenly dawned to me. Tweetbot is the perfect Twitter app. I would I would actually say that I think that it is, in my opinion, the best iPhone app ever made. Uh, I'm not sure I'd go quite that far, but it's 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 one of the best iPhone apps ever made. It's by far the best Twitter app ever made, and um, and the 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 way I was able to sit in the car and sort of friction in a very frictionless way share. And and I should point out that I juggle two Twitter accounts. I have one. Twitter account. There's my public Twitter persona, OJEZAP, my public Twitter persona, and that's where I have. That's where people follow me. I have uh, twelve thousand plus followers on OJEZAP. Uh, the problem with that is I can't keep track of what everybody's saying. There's just mm-hmm. absolutely no way. So I've created this separate Twitter account that's almost like a Google Reader account. It's almost like an RSS account mm-hmm. where I very, very, very selectively follow people who have things to say that are that are of interest to me. Mm. And so I'll I'll be monitoring this 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 you know quote unquote I'm making air quotes here reader uh, um, Twitter account and that's where I find all these gems that I have to share. But he, here's the problem: very few Twitter apps let you retweet something from this account, but retweet it as this other via, account. As this other account. Right. Gotcha. Um, I, I had been using Hootsuite. Hootsuite lets you do that, but Hootsuite is very inelegantly designed app. I like elegance. Yeah, and yeah. Tweet, Tweetbot has it in space, but I hadn't used Tweetbot because I didn't realize that if you if you press the press the retweet button and hold, it pulls up a little little a little pop-up menu and it lets you pick the account that you want to retweet from. I didn't nice. re- I didn't realize that until recently. And that 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 one little that one little discovery completely sold me on Tweetbot and I've switched over to it completely and I've come to the conclusion that the thing is a masterpiece. In fact, on Google Plus, I wrote a post about how apps like Tweetbot would not exist without Steve Jobs, would not exist without the iPhone. Pre-iPhone, 
smartphones were terrible. They were badly designed. Apps on them were horrible. Yeah, they, they all sucked. They all sucked. They all sucked. They were terrible. Single Absolutely terrible. They all sucked. Steve Jobs came along, created the iPhone, showed showed people what an iPhone could be, and then very shortly thereafter created the App Store and triggered a frenzy of creativity. Apple sort of led the way and other app developers followed, and it, so, it soon became apparent what an iPhone app could be, mm. what was possible, mm. what uh, mm. what beauty and grace and elegance could be could be could be put into an app and and as I as I as I uh, as I blogged quote unquote blogged on Google Plus Tweetbot epitomizes that yeah it is a prime example of the kind of app that became possible not only uh, due to the creativity of the author but Steve Jobs who triggered who sort of spawned this creative frenzy yeah it's a, it's it's a masterpiece and and I I live for apps like that yeah. uh, when I'm uh, sweet I love Tweetbot so much that you know when I st- when I started using it um, in the in the last couple of weeks it's my primary Twitter app I was like upset that I didn't have any I didn't have you know I kept refreshing and I didn't have anything to do on it I wanted to use it but I <laughs> used up all my possibilities and I, and I was like desperate waiting an hour so that you know m- more stuff could come in so I could use it again <laughs> and I, I don't feel that way with most apps so then what, what are you what are you using are you using anything else uh, for for Twitter uh, stuff I, like I know Michael you use not only Tweetbot I know you're a big fan of Tweetbot but you're also a big fan of um, what's the uh, the one where you can kind of track your your Twitter stats and stuff like that is that uh, bird, bird brain bird brain yeah I'm a big bird fan brain, of bird yeah. brain yeah I know you talked about that recently on mm. your uh, on your one of your other podcasts the App Orchard podcast right you're correct yes yeah I, um, I, I do re- I really enjoy bird brain because it allows me to to to, to be absolutely maniacal about finding out how many people are following me and who it was that unfollowed me yesterday and you know because um, anyone that says they don't care about that then uh, they're, they're lying uh, I, I don't care about that you're a liar I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not a liar Mike, I'm not a liar I, I don't I seriously, care about that I just do not follow it well, do not track maybe it, do not maybe it, it doesn't care. matter when you get into a four figure follow account eh? <laughs> yeah well you know I mean I, I don't think it's that I don't think I've ever cared um uh, but I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not I'm not driven that way. Uh, you know I, I don't care about the dings. <clears throat> but but my my point is um, I, I'm going to put uh, we're just focusing on Twitter apps right now. I'm, I'm, I put my Twitter apps into two categories. Right. Uh, there are the Twitter apps that I live for because they're so damn beautiful and cool. Right. Tweetbot fits into that category. On the iPad, the official Twitter app. Is beautiful. I just, it's just, it's just, it's just a uh, very elegantly, uh, beautifully designed app. Hmm. And then there is a separate category of apps that I use very uh, actively because they're just turbocharged. They're just packed with functionality and power. Hmm. And they might be like butt ugly, <laughs> but they're but they're just very powerful. And I therefore rely on them quite a bit. Like on on the iPad, there's a, there's a version of Hootsuite for the iPad. Yeah. And uh, it lets me do um, uh, tweetbot type stuff on the iPad, but it, it just in very inelegant. It just it's an eyesore. The damn thing yeah. is an eyesore. Yeah. But it's just packed with power. Like uh, I can I can um, 
can, I can tap it and hold my finger down and then it will ask me, okay, do you want to retweet this from this account or this account? And do you want to retweet it uh, the regular way or do you want to quote? I mean, yeah. it just gives you all these options. Yeah. Just, it's just massive amount of flexibility. On, on my Mac, for instance, um, I use the official Twitter app. But the official Twitter app frustrates me because it's designed in a very minimalist way, and therefore it's lacking many features that I consider important. Yeah. Like if I'm in one account, I can't like retweet from another account. Yeah. I've ta- I've, I've I've exchanged uh, tweets with the developer about that, and he's aware of this, and he's acknowledged that you know this is probably something important for him to do. He just hasn't done it yet, and so I, I am forced with the greatest reluctance because it's the most hideous thing I've, I've ever laid, laid eyes on. I'm forced at times to, to fire up uh, TweetDeck. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. God, it's so <laughs> um, And Seismic Desktop is another example. One of them runs on um, Silverlight, Microsoft Silverlight. Oh, gosh. The other one runs on, um, what's Flash. the, Adobe? Flash. Uh, Air. Air, thank Air. Air. Adobe Air. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and they're, <laughs> uh, they, they, these apps, you know, in terms of Aesthetics have no place on the yeah, Mac. Yeah, not they're just uncomfortable. I think is probably the best way to that I to describe them that I find. You, when you're using them, it has the web app feel, but on a desktop, so things just don't feel responsive enough. But they have so much power and flexibility. I'll give you one example. Um, I was um, I was um, I don't think I've told you this design before. Stop me if I have. I was sitting at my iMac on a weekend at home, and I had CSMIC desktop open and seismic desktop is a multi-column yeah, yeah. Just uh, app and therefore it takes up my whole screen and uh, the reason that can be useful at times is because it lets you get a feel for what's happening on Twitter in a way that a, a single column app does not. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of almost like get the mood of Twitter as it were. And the, <laughs> the mood I got that weekend day was uh, suddenly I suddenly, start, suddenly started noticing all these references to Comcast and how people's Comcast internet service had broken down and yeah. they had lost their internet connectivity. And I was sitting there scratching my head because you now these people are just down the street and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it uh, I discovered, you know, with a little little bit of research that um, uh, it was a it was a it was a domain uh, DNS outage. DNS a, outage. Yeah, DNS outage. outage and I had my my DNS yeah. set to the to the Google DNS. Right. So Google. you didn't see it. That's so why I didn't see it. But these other people were uh, their internet service was crashing and burning. And I, I very quickly shifted into journalist mode and started gathering all these stories, mm. and I blogged about it, and I figured out, okay, if you have this problem, what is the solution? You just you just switch your DNS settings, mm-hmm. and I started putting that information out there. And I very quickly became a resource to other, other people on the internet. You told them what to do. And this was important because Comcast was not doing that. Comcast yeah. was not telling people what to do. Well, of course not. They wouldn't tell them to change their DNS settings for yeah. Comcast. And I, and I, in fact, I contacted Comcast and said, you know, what's going on? And they said, oh, well, we uh, we seem to be experiencing a problem, and we are looking into what the solution is, and we will uh, we will get back to you at the appropriate time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. In other words, uh, don't change your DNS settings to yeah, yeah, fix yeah. the problem. Uh, just wait for us to figure out a fix. Uh, I think it was almost 48 hours later. Please yeah, don't so anyway, ask hard enough because otherwise we'll have to tell you what to do. Right, exactly. Yeah, so my point is uh, Seismic Desktop at, at that point in time was this massively powerful social media dashboard right, where gotcha. I could just 
I had all this information on my screen. I could just at a, at a at a at a glance sort of figure out what was happening out there in the well, world. Well, and I can understand yeah. exactly in that kind of situation how valuable a, a tool like that can be. Um, I want to. So we talked a lot about Twitter stuff, uh-huh. and Twitter clients, and stuff like that. But what we talked about last show is you've got this whole kind of holistic approach to social media, where you're you're. I mean, you're using all three of the, the main biggies equally. Uh, what about you know? What are you using for Facebook? I assume the official Facebook app uh, on your iPhone and well now iPad. They recently, I think, just very recently uh, introduced the iPad app after months of saying that they would never do so. Um, uh, and uh, Google Plus has a iPhone app, um, I know, and it seems to work very well in the browser on the iPad. I don't believe they have an official iPad they app. They don't, yeah. So, uh, I mean, is that what you're using? Uh, how are you accessing those tools? There's a there's an increasing trend of consolidation. Uh, Seismic Desktop. TweetDeck on the Mac, Seismic Desktop on the Mac. If uh, Hootsuite doesn't have a Mac app, but it has a very sophisticated web, web browser app. console yeah. that is, is essentially uh, a massively powerful social media app. All of these uh, let you sort of not tap in to not only your Twitter feeds, but also your Facebook, your LinkedIn. Right. Right. So there are increasingly these tools that let you look at all of your services at a glance. Yeah. The reason you can't do this with Google Plus is because uh, Google has yet to release a full set of APIs that will let these developers create these hooks. Right. That'll happen sooner or later. So at some point, I'll be able to use TweetDeck and see my Facebook and see my Google Plus and see my Twitter and see my LinkedIn, you know, all in one all in one console right. with all the, all the columns. And what saddens me greatly is that there is no such tool in existence currently that A, has all this power, but also has Mac-like right. elegance. Right. There are, are a number of examples of uh, of Mac-based social media apps that have you know the, the, mul- the multi-column format right. and have the ability to pull in different services. But I've yet to find one that's stable, is is designed properly? I just yeah. I've just given up. If, yeah. I, if I'm going to yeah. do that, I just have to fire up TweetDeck. <laughs> yeah, and I and uh, so there's a neat there's a neat somebody some genius out there has to create the ultimate multi-service social media app with Mac. Yeah, goodness. I mean, there have been some attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that there is a oh, gosh. I'm I'm completely spacing on the name and readers. Are, I'm, I'm sorry, listeners are going to have to forgive me, and we'll have to keep an eye out on the show notes. But uh, there was uh, for a while there a, a, a Mac app that uh, it looked a little bit like uh, like Postbox. Actually, uh, if you're familiar with the uh, email client uh, Postbox, um, where you could. Um, you know, it, it seemed to pull in like Flickr and Facebook and Twitter and a number of things, and and it was a a native Mac app. Um, Could that have been Socialite? Yeah, is that it? Socialite? Yeah, yeah, I think that is it. Right. I may have to look at that again, but I, I've sort of I've, I've seen a number of such cases and used it for a little while and given up. Yeah. Do you think that? Seismic aside, these other things. Do you, do you think that having a you know a having the focus 
uh, of a dedicated client for a specific surf, uh, you know, uh, for a specific service is is important and maybe the reason why no one else has no one's been able to get this multi-service thing quite right you know that that there's there that there is a certain uh, a certain simplicity that comes from such focus from a from not only a pro- programming and design standpoint but just from a usage standpoint absolutely absolutely I, I live in the official Twitter app for the Mac yeah it's always open on it's always on my screen yeah, I live in the thing. Yeah. I have certain certain um, complaints about it, certain things that I would I would like tweaked, but generally, it's fantastic. Yeah, and so I use that uh, when I when I'm using Twitter, I use that most of the time. All right. Uh, on uh, on the on the iPhone, I use uh, Tweetbot. Um, there are uh, there are apps for the iPhone that combine multiple services. Right. But I, I primarily use uh, Tweetbot. But there, there are there are moments where I have to shift out of Twitter exclusive mode, and uh, and sw- and shift into you know social media, yeah, superstar mode. And I have to have access to all of these services, and I need to have access you know at a glance to all these Twitter accounts and the Facebook and the LinkedIn and the Google Plus. I need. Uh, there are times when professionally in person I need you that. You need that, right? And so uh, there's there's a, there's a need there's a need for both. And here's the and here's here's where I run into difficulties. Um, like if I'm a journalist and I'm 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 trying to promote something that I've written for the paper, and I want to do this in social media. I'm finding difficulty creating a workflow where I can post once, publish everywhere. Right. Like for instance, there's an uh, just to give you an example. If I if I open Chrome, the Chrome browser. Right. And I pull up Google Plus. There are no, there are uh, there are a whole bunch of useful. Chrome plugins for Google Plus users. Right. One of them, and you'll forgive me, I can't remember the name, but we can link to it in the show notes. Uh, one of them uh, adds Facebook and Twitter checkboxes. Oh, so, so, so you can post once to. So if you post on Google Plus and then and then check Facebook and Twitter, it'll post those other services. If you're uh, if you're st- still in Chrome now, if you're on Facebook, there are Google Plus and Twitter checkboxes. Ah, interesting. Um, and so, but. Doesn't 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 work. It doesn't work one hundred percent as it should. Yeah. <laughs> things get mangled. Things get. <laughs> and I would I would imagine that uh, that too. Uh, you know, there is that kind of character limit thing, right? That uh, that you're going to run into with Twitter. So I would imagine that you know if if you go over that limit, if it doesn't have enough space, you haven't paid attention to what you're posting. That uh, you know, there's you a counter. That, it tells you. Uh, oh, it does it. Yeah, the, the the extension has a little counter. If you if you click Facebook but not Twitter, it gives you a Facebook character limit. Ah, okay. But if you uncheck Facebook and click Twitter, it gives you a Twitter character limit. Mm-hmm. If you want to post to both Twitter and Facebook. Keep Facebook unchecked as you're composing in Twitter. Stop at 140 characters, then check Facebook, Facebook and then post and then, the Yeah, gotcha. Okay. All but right. my point is, uh, when thi- when things goes from Google Plus to Facebook, it gets sometimes it gets mangled and and yeah, mm. it just 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 doesn't doesn't work really well. So there there is a need for this post once publish everywhere paradigm. One way to do that is via Posturus. Posturus, the blogging mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. does that very very well. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you blog your Posturus blog. Mm-hmm. Then you have all these social media options, and they can send things everywhere. Yeah, and it does that actually very well. Yeah, 
And, but, and for those things that you want to post that way, do you find yourself yes. saying, oh, I'll just post this to Posturist to make it easy so I can just uh, have that go out everywhere? Yes, exactly. If I'm on, if I'm on my iPhone and I want to uh, I want to, I want to share a picture with everybody, mm-hmm. I usually go through Posturist. Where this where this model breaks down is with Google Plus. Posturist does not yet have the tools to integrate right. Google Plus. Right. Once Google Plus is integrated integrated into Posturist, yeah, Posturist will again become my default. Right now, it isn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm posting repeatedly manually in different places, which is hmm. bugging the hell out of me. Yeah. So I guess you know the upshot of it is is that uh, you know while you're kind of you know keeping up with all of these different social networks, the there hasn't yet been a tool that really has allowed you to do one thing once and have it go everywhere in the way that you would wish. You know, there isn't a there isn't a client or a set of clients for Mac, iPad, iPhone, whatever that allow you to kind of manage it all from one place. And so you uh, you find that you know, you're having to do a lot of work to keep up with that, right? Yeah, yes and no. Again, um, Postris is good for that. Uh, at, if you're Actually, if you're in TweetDeck, for instance, or, yeah. or Seismic Desktop, the posting window has little pictures of all your accounts, and you can click, okay, I want to go to this Twitter account and this Facebook account, but not this Twitter account. You can check and uncheck whatever you want and then post, and that works very well. But the whole that whole paradigm has broken down with the arrival of Google Plus because Google has not given developers the tools, the tools to the integrate that. To and that, that yeah. Google Plus, I love Google Plus dearly, but it's wreaking havoc with my days because it's, it's causing me to spend a lot more time on this than I would like. Okay, because fair enough. It's, it's, because Google it Plus has thrown a complete monkey tools. wrench into, into the works. Yeah. And so I'm desperate for Google Plus to get you know those APIs out there so that app developers can integrate the service. That isn't possible yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Well... You know, once again, I uh, I really appreciate you coming and talking about your tools and how you're using them, and uh, I think it's especially interested interesting to hear both of these times, both episodes, both this one and the last one, about how um, what is enough for you as a journalist, um, and the things that you need to keep kind of keep track of uh, help to influence and determine your approach and your tools and and your desire to keep up with this stuff right you know that um uh once again reflecting the idea as i've I've said many times before that this is highly personal highly subjective and really case-driven right um and that uh even even for an individual you found that what your needs were at one time, um, conditions changed, things changed, new things, new tools came on the scene. You know, other services, Facebook changed the way that they were doing things, and that allowed you to use it better in your professional life. And so, thus, you changed your what what was enough for you at one time became not enough. And you and you moved accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and a very fickle, like you know, uh, at one point in time I'll favor certain tools, at other times I'll favor other tools. Right. It and was all about um, uh, on the iPhone. You know, depending on what month you ask me, um, I'll be using this Twitter app or that Twitter. Although Tweetbot, I think I'm I'm with Tweetbot for the duration because I've just it suddenly dawned on me what an amazing app that is. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. 
I, I will. I'll be the first to admit that I really have. Don't think I've given it enough a shake, especially not since I, I used it initially when it first came out, and then I was kind of like, okay, back to Twitterific for me. Um, and, and before before we end this podcast, I want to just throw in a, a mention of a semi-related topic. Um, uh, I can't remember what episode, but Mike was talking about how he was trying to. Uh, uh, divorce his phone from his computer, and one of the ways mm-hmm. he did that was po- with podcast downloading. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. With I had I had been all about like docking my iPhone and then downloading my podcast on iTunes and then yeah. transferring them over, and it was like when I went on trips that that whole process broke down. Yeah. But it was such a pain to like retrain myself to do this on the iPhone, and I just never bothered for months and months and months. And I finally said, I, I gotta do this. Mike was my inspiration. I got it. I gotta do this. And so I played with you know different options, um, and um, I can't remember the name of it. Instacast. 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 It's the only way. Awesome. It uh, really. Is. There's Instacast and there's Downcast. I was I, I, I narrowed my options down to Instacast and Downcast, and I, I eventually settled on Instacast because its interface is more elegant and yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, I, I initially thought there were certain features in Downcast that were not present in Instacast, and I had a conversation with the developers via email. Right. And I was asking him, how about this? How about this? How about this? And he was saying, and the developer was like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. it does that. Yeah, yeah, it does that. Yeah, it does that. And suddenly he answered all my questions, and I realized Instacast, in terms of design, is a masterpiece. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's tweetbot. Really, it's tweetbot beautiful. It really is well done, and it does I, I, I everything use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, Mike, it, it's I really Mike, the perfect podcasting uh, client exactly. on the iPhone. So, Mike, I, I I'm, I'm I'm making uh, worshiping motions here because you no. you have <laughs> you have you have rocked my world. It, my uh, my life has changed. I, I'm I pleased. thank you very much. It, yeah. If anybody else wants to bow at said altar, is episode thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you, mate. Well, speaking of uh, bowing his head al- altar, uh, one thing I did notice, by the way, uh, to listeners out there, as uh, as Julio took out his iPhone, he actually has Instacast in the dock on his iPhone. That's where it should be. It rocks it, 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 my world. In the launching. So that's how much he cares about podcasts, right? Yes, you absolutely. Know? That's all um, I listen to. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, speaking of which, when this episode airs, it would have been uh, quite some time in, and, and people may have already heard about this, but yes, carry on. Y- yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, Minimal Mac is actually part of a new podcast network that uh, Michael has put together. As uh, many of you may know and some of you don't, uh, Michael is a prolific podcaster. Um, he does sh- several shows. He produces several shows. And he's decided to pull all of those shows under one umbrella uh, called the 70 Decibels Network. Cool. Now, you know what's obviously cool about that is much like 5x5, five five, you can go to one place, one destination, and find all of these shows. Or twit. Uh, yeah, 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 or twit, you know. But you know, let's let's shoot, let's let's shoot low. You know, let's set the bar a little bit lower for Mike here. He's, you know, this whole thing's just gonna get started off, and he if he can just you know kind of get that five by five level, then he can start shooting for that twit level. You know, you know they have like millions. Like some of their episodes are like one million dollars. Oh yeah, I know. I know yeah, that yeah, we're only yeah. a stones far away from that. Uh yeah yeah just a couple mm. but. Um, uh, so here's the deal, folks. This is the bottom line. You're going to probably hear some bumper at the end of the show anyway. So you're going to get this twice. And I, you know, so forgive me. But bottom line is this. Everything, everything on 70 decibels is great. It's just awesome, right? 
this is what you want in your Instacast. So you're going to go, you're going to download Instacast because you heard it and Julio praised it and Mike's praised it before. And you care about podcasts and you care about listening to them and that's where you want to go. As a matter of fact, all of my show notes, the enough page, that's that's all going over to 70 decibels. So when you click on the podcast link at melmomac.com, it's going to take you to 70 decibels because that's where it should be. Um, amongst other really great podcasts that are far better than this one. Uh, that said... Uh, I really beg of you, go check it out. Listen to some of that other stuff. There's just there's some amazing stuff going. When on. is the network launching? Uh, well, it's launched as of uh, uh, now. Since as of uh, the airing of this podcast, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, well, I, it's not didn't launch with this podcast, no, but well, I'm just saying we, we, that we did launch on the 12th of um, October, which is right tomorrow. If we're talking, if I'm talking to Julia right now, and last week or so, if I'm talking to you, the listeners, right now. Correct. Yes. Yes. So, Just to make things uh, uh, And uh, Michael, the URL, please. Seventy decibels dot com. Yeah, and 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 tell me just real quickly, seventy decibels. Uh, why why seventy decibels? Why um, not seventy five? It's we when doing some research and trying to find a name, which I'm sure many people can attest to, is one of the hardest things you can ever do when looking to find a project. We were looking around at what is the sort of average. Uh, sound level for broadcasting and speech and it falls somewhere between like 50 and 75 so we went for the consensus and went for about 70 decibels yes we're we're speaking a little bit loudly but we're not yelling no yeah there you go it's a comfortable level it is it's listenable yeah all right well thank you very much julio for coming on once again uh julio what do you want to plug 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 away my friend oh just just go to ojezap.com and i will lead you to all my uh all my places there you go buy his book yeah buy the book buy his book buy his book he's got a book ipad means business business. yes yeah you gotta buy it all right uh and uh thanks a lot michael as always uh congrats on the launch of 70 decibels thanks man all right and uh we'll talk later we will cheers all right cheers